One of the major problems in Western tradition is that we have the belief or the misunderstanding that there is a divine source that's separate and distinctly different from who we are. Many folks have difficulty, for example, with the five books of Moses because the God they find in there is a God who is punitive, who gets angry, who causes a lot of difficulties, who's disappointed in the way people are doing things, who at some points actually decides that it's going to do away with the people and Moses has to come back and plead with it. But look, if you don't let us survive now, what are people going to think? It's a God that wants to have sacrifices done for it. It's a God that people in our day and age simply cannot relate to. The problem has been in the interpretation of the Torah and in the structuring or the conceptualization of this God as the God, as the divine force of creation. I've already tried to point out earlier that the Ein Sof, which is the infinite nothingness, creates God, heaven, and earth simultaneously. This God that we refer to in the Torah is not the Ein Sof, because it has attributes, it has characteristics, and in many ways, it's what we can relate to in order to have a fuller appreciation of what the creation is about. The problem is that we relate to God, this particular God, as a noun, as if it is a thing. The joke being, it's the grandfather in the sky with the great long beard. The problem being, from the feminist approach, that it's a male. It has characteristics. We refer to it often as he with a capital H. And this is always going to lead to an impossible situation that is not going to satisfy the needs of people who have spiritual aspirations, but who also have good minds and a sense of history. We can't work with a God that's a noun. Kabbalistically, this has probably been one of the most destructive misunderstandings in Western tradition, because God is not a noun. It is not a thing. It does not have a gender. It is not vindictive. The God that we're dealing with here is a process. The best way for us to look at it is to understand it as a verb. The God that we relate to is not a thing, 
It is a process. It is guarding. It is constantly in motion, constantly unfolding. And there's really nothing that we can attribute to it because it's always changing. In the same vein, the Kabbalists say, the world as we know it is a world of duality. It's a world of illusion. Because the truth is, there's only a unity. There's only a oneness. And that oneness is so simple, is so basic. It's not even the number one. It's the Ein Sof, the infinite nothingness. Everything else in this creation is illusory. And so, I'm not David. I'm Daviding. I'm in process. And you are not John or Joan. You're Johnning or you're Joning or you're whatever-ing because you're constantly in process. You're not the same person you were a minute ago. We're changing from moment to moment. And when we connect with this idea of unfolding process, constantly moving, we come once again to a new relationship in our moment-to-moment daily activities. One important clarification I need to make is that there is a major paradox here For when we say God is Godding, constantly moving, in process, and always changing, we must at the same time say God or Godding is perfect, whole, one, and unchangeable. Godding is constantly changing, and yet it is unchangeable and perfect. This is a paradox of the higher realm, where we're dealing with the context of timelessness and finding a way to work in our relationship to time and space, which has built into it change. And just as we must work with this paradox of the perfection of the divine and constant perfectibility, we should also view each individual as perfect in its continuous perfecting. That is to say, I am in process. I am Daviding. And in the context of time and space, I am constantly changing. But from the perspective of the timelessness, from the perspective of the divine, in each moment, this Daviding process is perfect. Try to work with this paradox. Try not to be caught solely 
in the grasp of time and in linear thought, but to expand yourself beyond this moment into the infinite timelessness aspect of perfection. And in bringing these two aspects together, time and timelessness, we can gain a deeper understanding that process, that verbing, happens in this creation. But that as we extend ourselves into what's known as the fifth dimension, the spiritual dimension, the dimension of timelessness, then we are perfect as we are. God is perfect as it is. And we resolve the apparent paradox by gaining a perspective from within and from without.